Firstly, congratulations on doing so well in your rheumatology interviews. Before we go into that, though, could you just start by telling everyone a little bit about you know, who you are, where you've worked so far and what jobs you've done? Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Sidra. I'm an IMT3 at the moment, working at the Royal London. Prior to that, I did my foundation years um, at King George and Queen's, and then I did CMT for 18 months at the Homerton, and then I went to Bart's, St. Bart's for a bit, and then after that, I've been at the Royal London since then. I've done a number of medical jobs, including respiratory, endocrine, and acute medicine. And yeah, so I've managed to get a job in North Central and East Thames for rheumatology. Amazing, great. So um, going back to your journey then, when did you decide to do rheumatology? So I sort of decided during medical school when I was doing um, some research that I got involved with as a student. So that was sort of my first introduction into the specialty, mainly from like an academic viewpoint. But I sort of thought from there that it was an interesting specialty because you were able to kind of bring research into your like clinical practice and things like that. I found like a really good team and a good mentor. And I think sometimes it's a case of like, those role models you find early on in your career end up yeah. kind of shaping what you end up doing basically definitely did, did you have a rheumatology job at any point yes so during my ct1 um, at homerton i did a six-month rotation in rheumatology and i was able to do clinics as well so i had a weekly list with like a consultant supervising which was really helpful because it kind of showed me what the specialty is actually about yeah it's got that advantage but now looking back after your interviews do you think it helps for the interviews as well Oh, absolutely. I think it it shows that you're somebody that understands what the specialty really entails. I had done tasters before and I'd done research before and things like that. But if you can get a rotation in the job, then you get a certain exposure that you wouldn't in terms of knowing what the workload is like as a registrar, seeing like referrals, kind of what it looks like. You know, I I did it at district general, but I imagine if you're a tertiary centre, then you'd learn different things as well. And it just gives you talking points for interview. Yeah. So which stations do you think that exposure helped you the most in? I think it helped me the most in the portfolio station, because obviously then I had a lot of stuff and experiences to draw on that backed up my why rheumatology and also things like, you know, what are the challenges that, you know, lie ahead in the field and things like that. So you just have talking points because you've actually been through those things. And the other thing, I think it probably helped with the clinical as well. But I think actually... For rheumatology in particular, general medicine is what they're testing in the clinical scenario rather than, you know, specifically very niche rheumatological conditions. Right. Okay. We'll come back to that in a second. But when when did you start really thinking about the interview itself and start preparing for it? Uh, About once. So once I'd submitted the application form around kind of a couple of months before interviews. So the rheumatology interviews were at the end of March. So towards sort of the end of January, I started thinking about things and I, you know, went on the course um, and at that point of sort of beginning of February time. Yeah. Um, so it was, I didn't spend, you know, a very like short, sharp burst. I sort of did a little bit and often, which I okay. found was a much more easier way for me to prepare. And did you have other people you were preparing with or were you alone per se in room, applying for a rheumatology number? I think I I didn't have any colleagues that were applying because it's quite a sort of 
rare choice compared to some of the yeah. other more popular specialties. But what I did have was quite a few people who I knew throughout my training. So people who are registrars who'd applied in the last few years and also consultants who I'd worked with on projects throughout. So I kind of reached out to all of those people and quite a few of them gave me some of their time, like, you know, an hour or something, whether it was over Zoom or something like that, which I found really helpful. And each person gave me a different perspective. So yeah. it kind yeah. of helped to have that holistic um, kind of view with the interview prep. And I guess the virtual aspect must have been really nice there because you didn't have to travel all around London to go meet all these people for an hour's practice, right? You could just do it from home almost. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing meant that sometimes I scheduled like two different people to like talk to you on the same day, which is really good because then I could still spend some time with one in the morning you know go through what they've told me consolidate that information and then put it into practice when I then go through stuff with somebody else in the evening so yeah so I think it's about like working smart really the yeah, yeah definitely and I think for the specialties where you've got a smaller number of jobs and smaller number of applicants is it's really important to try and think of what support network you've got there because like you said yeah. if you're applying for something like gastro or cardiology where you know you'll know some other people doing it you can practice with them but you did it sounds like something that was really helpful and touch base with everyone you could think of and I think that's so important to do yeah, absolutely not really have any fear of doing that yeah I think and on the whole people are generally quite flattered that you yeah. like think you know that you want their help and generally if you know if you've developed a good working relationship with them before so you know you've been their junior and you've been quite reliable then they want you to do well and they want you to get succeed in getting a post so they'll actually go out of their way to spend that time with you yeah you'll be their colleague soon right exactly so yeah okay fine um and so how did you find the whole virtual aspect of the interview i think the virtual aspect is something that's probably a bit difficult in some regards but actually it can be a bit of an advantage as well I yeah. found that I was able to prepare notes for the stations and then have them sort of to hand when I was in the station and obviously you get a bit of preparation time as well so you get like three minutes um reading time yeah. in which you can kind of have review you know what you'd kind of written and maybe add stuff based on what the scenario is so I found I think you can kind of maximize the like make the most of that situation because obviously in a face-to-face -face one you would have had like some prep time outside as well so you do go in with like a clipboard or whatever with written notes which yeah. is what I did for my CMT interview so that was quite good I think one other thing is that you end up with the same panel throughout the whole interview so it's really important to kind of make a good first impression which is a bit harder virtually compared to obviously when you're face to face you could just you know give, shake hands or something like that but I think it's just about really making eye contact with the camera having good lighting so that you know like you you look like your best self in yeah, front of yeah. them as well so I mean how did you try and do that then did you just try and come across more positive or how, how did you try in the first couple of minutes to come across I think the main thing was sort of sounding enthusiastic so like you you'll basically be reading a clinical scenario and then from that you go straight into sort of seeing your interviewers like in front of you on the camera yeah, um yeah. so it's a case of kind of sort of say oh you know something like good morning or good afternoon like literally just something as simple as that is it makes a massive difference because obviously they're used to seeing lots of very flustered candidates and I think the virtual nature of it potentially throws people off a little more so just trying to remember that actually these are just people who are like interviewing you who have been you know who had a really long morning or afternoon so if you literally just say good morning like that's that makes a big difference I think yeah and did, did you go straight in with the portfolio station or was it different um so for me it was the clinical station which was so you had the three minutes to prepare before and then when you did the actual clinical station you kind of have to just say well you know 
with regards to this scenario, this is how I would. So you have to just launch into it straight away because you don't really have the time to kind of have a long introduction or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Like you very much have to get into the content as soon as you can. Yeah, fine. And you said it was Jed Med theme. Was that something you were expecting or was that unusual? I think I was expecting it based on some of the stuff, conversations that I'd had with people when I was preparing. But I think that there, there obviously was a rheumatological flavour to it but I think it's very hard because it's quite a broad specialty to kind of know the ins and outs of like every single thing you're gonna cover so I think the general approach I had was to kind of really go through it systematically almost like paces style where you kind of you know say like you know in history these are the things that I would like ask and talk about and things then move on to the examination then move on to like your investigations and like what you do at the bedside you know like really kind of systematic because if you do that, you won't miss anything. And also the, the things I found was once you, you've spoken for about three or four minutes, that's probably you done. And then they give you more information based on, you know, so this investigation has come back as this or, you know, based on this new information, what are your differentials? So then you kind of then have to adapt what you've thought based on the new information that you're given. So it's important not to waffle on for too long as well, because then you'll miss that bit where they kind of guide you a little bit and there's a bit more of a conversation. And did they did they hurry you along or was it just they'd let you speak for as long as you wanted? Um, I think that I think that would be very interviewer dependent. I think there, there is an element of trying to get through the station. But if you're very like if you just keep talking, I don't think they're going to really be like to you stop we have to move on because I found in some of the other stations that we did run out of time and we had to move on to another thing but I'd be say like maybe halfway through an answer which it wasn't too bad because it was quite far along the line of questioning but if it had been really early on then you could really end up in a bit of a sticky situation. Yeah, I agree and how, how did that station differ from the Medridge one then? So the Medridge station was a bit more general and it was basically two or three questions based on the general theme of managing the medical take and it was you know and I think there was sort of mainly a focus on that and then there was also a focus on kind of patients in like a ward setting so that was the kind of content they and they sort of said oh drawing on your own experiences so you were very much encouraged to talk about things that you've done mainly over the course of your IMT3 year and how that has you know taught you about what attributes you need as a medical reg. Fine so it's more about the attributes rather than the clinical side of things. Yeah, no, it was none of it was clinical stuff. It was all more sorts of soft skills, handling, you know, prioritizing, delegating, leadership. So it's kind of, in some ways, it's a bit more like a portfolio station than like a clinical station. Yeah, fine. So I think your point about doing some rheumatology work and exposure, especially to the outpatient stuff, which you don't really get much exposure to in other IMT jobs, was really useful. And before before we finish, do you have any final pieces of advice? for uh, someone who's applying for rheumatology, particularly I'm thinking of someone who perhaps hasn't had that six month period in rheumatology, but is keen to do it still, what would you suggest to them if they had it about a year? I think the, the thing I'd really suggest is trying to get exposure to the specialty in as many settings as you can. So right. that would be like, try and sit in on as many different clinics as you can so that you've, you know, maybe some in a district general and some in a tertiary center, try to get to the meetings like from conferences and things like that, because there's a lot of stuff that you can get exposure to that way. I think the other stuff is, you know, if you know any registrars that are working in the field, then even if you could just shadow them doing referrals for a day, you'll probably gain quite a lot from doing that. And the other thing may be like procedures. So trying to you know, get some exposure. If there's somebody on the ward that needs like a knee aspiration or something, it's just a case of 
finding somebody senior to watch you do it and then you can get practice doing those sorts of procedures and get confident that way so you don't need to have a structured job in it I think the job just makes the opportunities a bit easier to come by yeah so it sounds like it's more about the quality that you try lots of different things rather than the quantity yeah. of doing it for a certain amount of time cool yeah absolutely awesome well congratulations again and thank you so thank much you. for all your advice there. that's been really helpful thanks all right thank you so much Thank you.